Share of new car buyers with a monthly payment of more than $1,000 hits record high. Which, by the way, can you even imagine paying more than $1,000 per month for a car? Like, for you to even justify doing something like that, you have to be making pretty much multiple six figures a year. Because, again, this is a car payment. We're not even talking about your mortgage or your rent, health insurance, life insurance, utility bills, grocery bills. Like, this is a lot to be spending per month on a car, right? So let's check this out. So financing a new or used car is more expensive than ever. New research shows amid rising interest rates and elevated auto prices, the share of new car buyers with a monthly payment of more than $1,000 jumped to a record high, according to Edmonds. For the first time, just over 15% of consumers who financed a new car in the fourth quarter of 2022 committed to a monthly payment of $1,000 or more, the highest level on record compared with 10.5% one year ago, Edmonds found. The average price paid for a new car in December set a record of $46,382, according to a separate estimate from J.D. Power and LMC Automotive. While there are signs the market is cooling, sticker prices are up 2.5% from a year ago. At the same time, the interest rate on new car loans reached 6.5%, up from 4.1% a year earlier. Edmonds' data shows as the Federal Reserve continues to raise interest rates to combat persisting inflation, auto loan rates could tick even higher, although consumers with higher credit scores may be able to secure better loan terms. Which, again, like this, this is such a crazy situation. And, like, let's use that $46,382 average price paid for a new car. To really justify that type of price point, you have to basically be making about $100,000 a year, and that could really only be your only car, right? Because for you to not be car poor, you can't really be owning cars or things with wheels, things that like move around, that is about half or even more than half of your yearly income because pretty much every single vehicle that moves, like the majority of them, will lose value, right? Like you have to be very, very careful when you buy so much car when you're not really making that much money because you get into a situation where you end up basically working just so that you can drive your car 
to go to work. Like, when you put it into that weird perspective, it's like, what am I even really doing? So, like, my whole life is dedicated to me working countless hours just so that I could afford the car that I'm driving to work to afford this car so that I could go to work to pay for this car. Like, it's like a vicious cycle. Like, there's no, like, escaping it. So you got to be very careful. You don't want to be car poor. You don't want to be house poor. You want to put yourself in a situation where you have so much cash flow or cash reserve that you have immense freedom. And pretty much the best way to have freedom in terms of like choices is by simply not having debt, which by the way, if you want to learn how to get out of debt, go down below or go to 40 Like what you need to understand, if you are not having to make a car payment, if you're not having to make a mortgage payment, if you're not having to make a student loan payment, if you're not having to make a credit card payment, the amount of cash flow that would be coming in from any job is immense, right? Like This is the thing. You could be working a minimum wage job, but if you have zero debt and you're only paying like cheap rent, right, and you're keeping your expenses low, you would be richer than a dude or a chick who is making $100,000 a year, but they own like a $60,000 car on loan, got like $30,000 in credit card debt, got a student loan, got a mortgage that they're paying, right? Like the one person might look on the outside like they're doing better, but like mentally they're exhausted and destroyed. They don't really have any free time, really. They have no money to their name. They have a negative net worth, and yet the person making a minimum wage, as long as they don't have debt, is in a much better situation because guess what? They could literally just quit their job and go work another minimum wage job or with their free time on the weekend, potentially, they could just go and develop some sort of skill into something that they actually want to do, right? Like, it all depends on how you manage your money. Like, just because you might be making more money does not mean that you're actually going to be richer or wealthier, like you got to put that into perspective. Like the problem that I see with a lot of people is that when they start making any sort of money, they start increasing their lifestyle by a heavy amount, right? Just because in their mind, they're like, oh, I got more money now. I'm making more money now. I totally deserve this brand new car. I totally deserve this nice pair of shoes or something and then just keep on spending more and more and more and more money. The thing is, if you were to keep the same ratio in terms of spending versus like basically, if you were to keep the same ratio of outgo versus income regardless of how much money you make, you will be able to sustain a good quality of lifestyle 
without really ever running out of money, right? Without like spreading yourself too thin. Like if you were to keep your expenses to about like a quarter of what you make per year or about 40% of what you make per year and you just keep that ratio the same. So when you get more money, that ratio stays the same, but the amount that you actually end up spending is actually increased. But it it allows you to steadily grow your lifestyle without really putting yourself in a bad financial situation. Like some people might end up making like minimum wage, then start making like 40 grand a year, then 80 grand a year, but now they're spending like 60 grand a year or even 80 grand a year when they're making 80 grand. Like it's a really weird situation and a very potentially dangerous situation as well.